While at the 2017 IndieWeb Summit, I sat down with some of the participants to ask, why did you get involved with the IndieWeb? My name is Scott Jensen, and my website is jensen.org, J-E-N-S-O-N. And I got involved about three years ago uh, because I know Tontech, and it just struck me as the right idea. I am more of a content creator than a technology or website person. And I just thought it was a great idea to have all of my content in one place that I control and especially the idea that I could push it out to other places and get the, the comments back in. So I thought it was very appealing to me. And uh, what is the next thing you're hoping to work on for your website? Well, this weekend I got it all hooked back up again. What I'm trying to do is effectively have a stream with all of my stuff I can now put into it. And But I want that to be the side. I don't want that to be the main thing. And so that's A lot of people are playing with the indie web. I don't want it to take over my blog. I just want it to be a corner of my blog. So that's the next thing I'm working on. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition for the week of July 8th through 14th, 2017. This Week in the Indie Web is a weekly digest of activities in the Indie Web community at indieweb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from indie news, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the Indie Web is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the Indie Web, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at indieweb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club met on July 11th in Edmonton, and then again on July 12th, with physical meetups in Berlin, Nuremberg, Brighton, London, Baltimore, San Francisco, Fort Collins, and Portland. Additionally, two virtual homebrew website clubs met at Central European Time and U.S. Eastern Time. You can find links to posts about the events, as well as some excellent photos, in this week's newsletter. The next regularly scheduled homebrew website club meeting is July 26th, with Berlin, Brighton, Baltimore, and San Francisco confirmed so far, as well as a virtual homebrew website club scheduled for Central European Time. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at indieweb.org hwc. Coming up on July 26th at the offices of Mozilla in London, England, is Meet the Tag, an opportunity for developers to meet and chat with members of the W3C Technical Architecture Group. For more info and to register for the event, check out the link in the newsletter. It was announced this week that there will be an indie web tent at the three-day Campfire Festival for Journalism in Dortmund, Germany. Indie web events will be held on Friday and Saturday, September 8th and 9th. For more information, check out indieweb.org 2017 Dortmund. And finally, planning is underway for Indie Web Camp Los Angeles, currently slated to be held in late 2017. Check out the planning page to express your interest or to offer help. 
All IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the IndieWeb. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Peter Molnar at petermolnar.net published a post titled Bookmarks, Faves, Likes, Backfilling Years of Gaps. In it, he discusses the issues of content disappearing from the web, not only into silos such as Facebook, but also old bookmarks and RSS feed entries from sites that have since disappeared. His solution? Recover the old content to the extent possible and store it in a personal archive on his own website. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. Community and Concepts A new page has been created for PASTA. This acronym, which stands for Publish Anywhere, Save to Your Archive, describes the practice of saving a copy of everything you post to silos to some other place in your control. In the event that the content disappears from those silos, you have a copy which could be republished. The IndieWeb for Journalism page has been updated with some new examples of people applying IndieWeb principles to their journalistic practice. A link was also added to the page to a piece by Bill Bennett at billbennett.co.nz titled IndieWeb for Journalists, in which Bennett describes how he syndicates links to his posts on other platforms back to his own site, as well as plans to backfeed comments from silos like Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Finally, a link was added to PressPatron.com, a crowdfunding site for journalists. People all over the web this week were encouraged to take part in the July 12th Battle for the Net campaign. Participants were encouraged to add banners and popovers to their sites to raise awareness of attempts by FCC Chairman Ajit Pai to allow internet service providers to discriminate against or favor specific internet traffic in anti-competitive ways. The one-day banner page of the wiki was updated with examples of IndieWeb community members who joined in, and a new Battle for the Net page about the campaign was created. Services and Organizations A new page was created for Mom Auto-Like, a slang term describing the phenomenon when a mother or other close loved one automatically clicks the like button on every social media post by someone close to them. The phrase is in reference to a post by Chris Aldrich titled The Facebook Algorithm Mom Problem. In it, Aldrich describes an issue with Facebook's algorithm which limits the scope of his posts once his mom has liked them, as well as a workaround. You can find a link to the article on the Mom Autolike page. A new page has been created for Day One, a journaling app for macOS which can integrate with the If This Then That service to store copies of your content as you post to various silos. This allows it to be used as a strategy for pasta, posting anywhere and saving to an archive. The Tumblr page has been updated with information about how the platform releases so-called inactive accounts. The page includes quotes from an email asking a user to click a button indicating that they wish to keep their Tumblr URL or risk it being returned to the available name pool after two weeks. Additionally, links were added to two Dana Boyd pieces from 2011, wherein Boyd recounts her customer service nightmare after Tumblr disappeared her account. The Archival Copy page has been updated with information about Link Archiver, a bot account on the Twitter microblogging silo. 
The bot listens for links to appear in the posts of users who follow it and ensures that each link is backed up via the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine. The site deaths page has been updated with a couple of new references. First up is Clamor, an audio sharing silo which announced that they would be shutting down on July 2, 2017. The company offered advice in the form of a Google Doc for users who wanted to export their data. As of July 9th, the site was still up and allowing logins. Second is a new entry for SoundCloud, an audio sharing silo which laid off 40% of its workforce last week. Currently, SoundCloud has no stated plans to shut down, but the layoff news caused many to question its longevity. While SoundCloud doesn't currently offer an export feature, the SoundCloud page on the IndieWeb wiki was updated with tips and tools for folks who want to export their content from the platform. IndieWeb Development The PERMA shortlink page was updated with a link to a piece by Scott Hanselman at hanselman.com titled URLs RUI. In it, Hanselman compares and contrasts several examples of websites and web applications with both good and bad URL design. He closes with the admonishment that, quote, URLs are rarely a tech problem. They are an organizational willpower problem. Several WordPress-related pages have had some cleanup, including documentation for several plugins and info on where developers can find the plugin source code. If you're interested in WordPress development for IndieWeb, check out the links in the newsletter to learn more. The Bridge page was updated this week with notes about bridging between IndieWeb technologies such as Micropub and WebMention to ActivityPub. Interested developers are encouraged to check out this page, add their thoughts, and join the discussion in the IndieWeb Dev discussion channel. The Short Domains page was updated with a link to a piece by Matthew Bryant on thehackerblog.com titled The I.O. Error, Taking Control of All .io Domains with a Targeted Registration. The piece contains a fascinating look into the domain name system as the author was able to hijack traffic to several of the name servers that handle lookups for the .io top-level domain, simply by registering the domain names for those servers. Finally, a link was added to the Progressive Web App page to an article by Max Bach at mxb.at titled, How to Turn Your Website into a PWA. In it, Bach discusses some misconceptions about so-called progressive web apps and shows some concrete steps that any web developer can follow to take advantage of features such as working offline and caching assets. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode included the tracks Day 85, Suit, Day 48, Glitch, Day 49, Floating, Day 9, and Day 11 of Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org, and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.